Tonight on the Goblin's Corner. Enlightened evocation. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight we're doing enlightened evocation. Absolutely right. Evocation is one of those spells that doesn't get a lot of pizzazz, so to speak. It's kind of made out of pizzazz. Yeah, but it doesn't get like a lot of subtlety. No, it it's very high on damage output, very low on flavor. That's right. And so tonight, we're going to give you some interesting, somewhat frivolous, definitely ridiculous spells that are evocation-based for your TTRPG of choice, probably D&D, but it could be anything. Sure. And uh, yeah, we've got eight spells that we've created for you. A whole lot more in our heads. So before we get to all of that, though. Got a question of the week, man. Every time. Yep. Uh, I would take that this week's question of the week is evocation related. It is somewhat. Okay. What do we have? What are your personal spell thematics for evocation? That's an interesting question because spell thematics could be anything. It could be smell, taste, mm-hmm. touch. Yeah. I could have flying skulls every time I cast a spell or something like that, but I'm going to go more of a radical 90s motif for this answer this week. Okay. Not necessarily the one I would always choose, but it's the one I'm choosing tonight. Okay, sure. So think Secret of the Ooze green. Okay, yeah. Like almost almost like our Goblin's Corner green, so to speak. Almost, almost like your uh, laser dino eyes back there. Yes, yes, indeed. I would definitely say that would be nice, and I would also say each of my spell thematics when you are targeted for the spell, you get a distinct taste of a flavor of soda. Okay. So Fireball's Cherry Coke. Okay. Okay, I got you. It's going to be different flavors for different yes. things. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So about is that. Lightning Bolt Surge? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> or Jolt Cola. Oh, yeah. 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 Guess I'll know about no Jolt. Although Fireball could be Balls. Oh, I love that. Yeah, all sorts of caffeinated beverages. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. there, There's literally just like we could go down the list. Yeah, here. yeah, that's a rabbit hole we probably shouldn't go down. No. So that that's my answer for that. W- right. What about you? What would be your spell thematics? Well, you're aware that I'm also a big fan of green. It's true. And by the way, uh, Matt repping the t-shirt from Tee Public. Indeed. Got to every now and again. Very delightful, gotta, yeah. Which is also our show favorite flavor, flavors of green. <laughs> um, f- I think for me though, it would be a darker green for my spell thematics, mm-hmm. and force uh, green, perhaps. Yes, like you know, green and smoke gray. That's my that's my personal theme. I think I think people probably know that by that's now. Jam, They've been yeah. listening for a while, but anytime you are targeted by a spell or about to be hit by a spell. If it doesn't have a specific target, the temperature is going to drop to polar levels for just an instant, not to deal damage or anything like that. Just, you know, that soul shaking impending doom, just temperature drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't think I'd do smells or anything Would like that. Would that also be included just, if you cast a fireball? You'd yes, get a nice chill? Just before the fireball oh, goes off. Yeah, you get a nice cold shoulder right after that sick burn. <laughs> I love that. Yep. That's that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. 
Do you happen to deal in sick burnt? Perhaps you enjoy soda. Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, Eric at goblinscorner.com, or me, Matt at goblinscorner.com. And of course, you can find us on all the things. Indeed. So many things. So many. Mostly Twitter. Yes. But you know, we're everywhere in the world. The whole world. The whole damn world is yeah. just pumping our stuff. Sooner or later, we're going to be on Mount Rushmore. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, think about that. There goes your history class. All right, let's talk a little bit about some stupid spells, right? All right. And I would say, particularly for this version of our series, they're not really very stupid. No. In fact, we some of the other ones in the past haven't really been stupid either. Now, some 100% have. But they've been ridiculous. Yes. And when Frivolous. we def- yeah, when we, well, and going into that, when we define what a stupid spell is, for the purposes of this episode, it could be lacking any distinct mechanical advantage. Sure. It could be just a flippant or wasteful use of magic. Might have potential to be detrimental to the caster because that's amusing to us. Indeed. It certainly is amusing. Yeah. That's that's what they're there for. And tonight we're focusing on ridiculous evocation spells and i will say that again we have eight spells and some of these are particularly nasty spells right that i think you should use i agree my players are already just eagerly awaiting this episode <laughs> hinted at it so that it's it's gonna be great now the reason we make these is a we're very high on the belief that flavor should exist and Wizards and magic users in general are crazy. Yes. You have to be to tap, to just poke fun at the fundamental powers of the universe. When you're mainlining the forces of reality, it's going to drive you a little bonkers. Yeah. And if you don't believe us, take a look at the owlbear. There you go. Or the flump. All right. So without further ado, let's get on to some of the spells. All right. And we've got all different levels. Sure. And tonight we're starting off with, we're going from the least powerful to the most powerful, saving the best for last. Sure. And uh, tonight I've got one, and it is a cantrip called Ignite. Okay. Now we'll also go into the usual stuff, right? What kind of level it is, if there's any somatic verbal material components, what the duration is, description, and so forth. Sure. So hit me up. What you got? We're st- you're starting us off. Well, this is an Evo Fire. Sure. I mean, with the name like Ignite, what else could it be? It's not like it's going to chill you or anything like that. Uh, so it is a cantrip. Uh, it's somatic and material, no verbal. Okay. Although you can have verbal. We'll get to that in just a minute. But right. at its basis, it's somatic and material. And the material component is a small tin gold piece metallic flint and tinder with a lid and fluid built in. It's a Zippo. Yes, it's a Zippo lighter. Yeah. And if your game doesn't have one, it does now. Well, you know, Zippo-style lighters actually were invented before matches anyway, so... Oh, well then, there you go. Accurate and historical. Yeah. Casting time is one action, range five feet, and one object. Mm -hmm. Instantaneous because it ignites something. Sure. And it is pretty much what you expect the name of the spell to be. With a flick of your metal lighter and a heroic lean, you light up your intended fire to be. Useful for camping and smoking... This spell automatically and immediately ignites one flammable object within the range, so five feet. Okay. The object must have the ability to burn as if ignited by standard flint and tinder, regardless of how long it normally takes. So this forgoes the usual process of lighting, 
blowing on the small embers, generating lots of smoke, getting pissed off, trying again. So, for example, if I wanted to fire up a forge, Mm -hmm. I just walk over, lean in, and the fire starts. I don't have to. Yeah build the coals and all of that or you want to start a campfire you've already got all your sticks and stuff lined up you just kind of flick your bick and it just kind of doesn't matter if it's been raining or not that's right because it would have assumed time has passed you've lit it up yep now again there is a caveat to this spell as all of our ridiculous spells are if the caster strikes a particularly heroic pose like something from the movie when you're Sure. Flicking your, your lighter or mutters a catchy phrase before actually casting the spell, there is a 5% chance that the spell will ignite materials that are possible to ignite, but exceptionally difficult. So that includes certain liquids that maybe only ignite under extreme pressure or heat, mm-hmm. iron shavings, i.e. thermite, sure. or other, you know, let the DM determine how awesome that is. And this is going on the movie premise where, yeah. you know, you say something... You know, you flick it, it lights the guy on fire. Sure. So, yes, it could be a person at that point. I mean, the People object could be their clothes. are technically possible to set on fire. Absolutely. And sometimes they should be. Should the caster sacrifice the lighter, say, tossing it while saying something in a dramatic tone, then the chance increases to 20%. Nice. And that's it. It just lights shit on fire. Now, for me, I would definitely play a... Uh, a blacksmith character mm-hmm. and just make these myself. Oh, make your own lighters? Yeah. Yeah. And just have like literally a bandolier of them. <laughs> Why won't this guy set on fire? <laughs> you just, you flick it, toss it at the nearest enemy, sick burn, bro, and the guy just ignites. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great, right? 20% chance, one in five. So that's ignite. Okay. Now I understand you also have a cantrip. I do. And this is obviously an evocation spell, but I have never heard of this because it is a evo whatever. Yeah. So tell me a bit about Nerflin's Soft Assault. All right. Well, it is an evocation cantrip. Mm-hmm. It is verbal somatic. So no material components. No material components. Okay. That's cool. How long does it take to, uh, to cast? Casting time is one action. Okay. Makes sense. The range is 60 feet. And the area is one target. Okay. To start off with. And it's an instant spell. Yep. Cool. The description is, the caster may fire one dart of distracting energy, which does no damage. Hmm. On a successful hit, the target must make a con save DC 10 to maintain concentration on a spell. So when you say it does no damage, but it can be any energy type? Yes. It will take effect... On the target. So you can't be immune to this. It's literally just to distract the caster. Correct. And it's a cantrip. Yes. That's very interesting. Okay. What's the lore behind this spell? So the wizard Nerflin was fond of training apprentices, and he devised the spell to simulate combat safely for them. Nice. Yeah. So you have a little wizard battle. You do a little concentration check, concentration check type thing. Yeah. At higher levels... You may fire an additional dart at 5th, 11th, and 17th, and the DC increases by 2 for each one of those increases. So DC 12 at 5th, 14 at 11th, and 16th, and 17th. Yep. Okay. 
you know gets a little tougher yeah a little better at and it. it also could scale with your levels as well so it can continually piss off enemy spellcasters yes as a cantrip yes i love that that's delightful all right so you for your next one have a spell called ice chest yes and if you're wondering is this cold based it absolutely is it's a first level yeah first level spell okay uh verbal somatic and material the material component is one container you have to supply no bigger than a five foot cube okay that's it that's still a decent size it's five foot room is a five foot cube yeah casting time range and area we've got one action it can be a ritual spell okay five feet obviously you've got to be near the object and sure. then just that one object right mm-hmm. duration is eight hours okay the description is as follows the profession of magic is one fraught with peril and adventuring is even deadlier at the end of the day what any spellcaster really wants is a cold stiff drink that's probably fair i would say that's fair for pretty much anyone in this world created by Ukron the inebriated Ice chest provides the means to store food and beverages at a frosty temperature, even in the hottest conditions. Sounds delightful. I know, right? It just makes a cold room, essentially. Makes an ice chest, if you will. It, in fact, could be, yes. (laughs) One casting of the spell sufficiently chills a five-foot cubed area long enough for ice to form for approximately eight hours, after which time normal temperature resumes. Nice. Repeated castings over time could potentially form a permanent icy area. DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love that, don't you? <laughs> or breach the planar boundaries into the para-elemental plane of ice. Sure. Because if you're casting this over and over and over, something's going to take notice. Oh, it's a cold there? Let me just wor- work my way into the world. One of these days you're going to open your cooler. And there's going to be a couple of Frost Methods drinking your beer. They're going to hand one to you. Here yeah. you go, man. Here you go, boss. They pop the cap. <laughs> yeah, that's that. How awesome would that be? Thanks for the apartment, man. Yeah, yeah. We've, <laughs> you've made us a nice little living condition. Now, this is great because you can take this with you if you cast it on a smaller object than five feet. Sure. Or if you have something to carry, a five-foot cube. And you can cast it on a room. So imagine a bar that has... Ice chest as a spell. Got you know, exit ex adventure. He's yeah. a wiz, got a wizard spell. You know, it's a first level spell, man. It could be a fighter. Maybe he just learned this so he could maintain his bar. That's his his one uh, mage initiate spell. Yeah, or maybe he's an eldritch knight. Sure, it is Evo. Yeah, you know, rolls down. Uh, it's getting a little warm in here. Cast ice chest. Opens up the freezer. The method gives him a couple of beers. He walks upstairs. You know, because yeah. at that point it's already. I had a gateway to the parallel plane. And I might add, what a great segue for first level characters to go into the outer planes. They get trapped in the icebox. Sure. Have to get out. It's kind of like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, except it's the Molson Ice, <laughs> the refrigerator. Silver bullet train, man. Yeah. How delightful would that be? So that's Ice Chest. All right. <laughs> I know. Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, well, that's the purpose here. Of course. Of course. Now, you have a fire spell going in the opposite direction once again. I do. And this is also a first level spell. So we've had two cantrips, and now we have two first level spells. So tell me about Binding Brand. All right. It is first level. Mm-hmm. It is fire. It's verbal, somatic, material. 
What's the uh, material components involved? The material is 100 gold and an image of whatever design this takes place as. Oh, that's delightful. Talk to me about like the casting time and so forth. All right. So the casting time is 10 minutes because it's a ritual. The range is touch, five mm-hmm. feet, you know. I guess unless you're a bugbear, then you could do it at 10 feet, I suppose. Yeah, it's, because it's making a brand. Right. And the area is one willing creature per minute. Oh, that's interesting. So you could continue this thing on. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, how long does this last? The duration is concentration up to an hour. Wow, so you could do a whole party of people. Yeah, you could do a large group of people. Very cool. Talk to me a little bit more about this binding brand. All right. The description is, an intricate design of fire is traced on the target, creating a raised scar in the pattern of the design and dealing 1d4 fire damage. You know, you could potentially kill first level characters with 1d4 fire damage. I mean, potentially. Potentially. (laughs) But realistically, you need to be serious about doing this anyway. Fair enough. You need to be first level characters getting a binding brand. Exactly. The brand is permanent unless specifically targeted by a greater restoration. So even if you get healed and all that stuff, yep. yeah, you still get the... Specifically still the, targeted. Very cool. I love that. This spell was originally created by a scholarship apprentice with more street cred than coin. Hmm. He convinced many of his, the richer students that it was the way that some secret groups and mercenary bands could recognize fellow members. What happened was the lie spread like wildfire through the school and eventually out into the world beyond. And now binding brand is a common practice among some elite military units and a lot of shady organizations. In fact, there are even some artists that specialize in brands and keep comprehensive portfolios to prevent repetition amongst clients. I love this spell. And what a great thematic idea because it doesn't do anything mechanically. Not an awful lot, no. But what it does do is it gives a little bit of flavor for your game world because everyone's rocking different brands. Mm-hmm. It might be like a guild that has a specific thing, like like Fairy Tale or whatever Mage Guild might be, right, in your world. Sure. And you even might have something maybe per job you get a different brand or something like that. That would be kind of cool. You'd be like, oh, that, don't mess with that guy. He's got 100 kills under his belt. Yeah, you could absolutely do something like that. And it's not like it's anything particularly damaging Mm -mm. but you could also use it to nefarious purposes of course you could the thing is anyone that can afford the hundred gold can probably survive the process yeah now that makes sense probably probably some rich kid Mm. maybe not yeah Yeah. hopefully there's a healing potion on hand all right all right we've got Four more awesome evocation spells, but we'll be right back. After these messages. This episode brought to you by your friendly neighborhood dice makers. Please take a look at their wares. They're great folks. This is a commercial break. If you guys would like to hear us review something like a product or service, or if you'd like us to cover something like a topic, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, we'd love to hear from you and have you contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. So write to us and maybe we'll talk to you. 
Maybe not. And we're back. Welcome back. So we're talking Stupid Spells Part 4, Enlightened Evocation. It's true. And we've got some pretty awesome thematic spells and a little bit of ridiculous spell as well. That's what we're here for. So far, we've done a cantrip ignite. Mm-hmm. A cantrip nerfling soft assault. We've got a first level spell called ice chest. And another first level spell called binding brand. And now we're going to get into some higher level spells at this point. Yeah, you've got a fourth level spell coming up, don't you? I do, in fact. And you think you know what the spell's about, and then you don't. All right, tell me about Chill Room. All right, so Chill Room is a fourth level spell, positive and control. Okay. Yeah, think about that. Verbal, somatic, and material requires a glass bottle, mm-hmm. a couch cushion, mm-hmm. and a hundred gold piece finely crafted drum, which will continually craft awesome beats throughout the spell. Okay. It's like a boots, 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 boots. Just kind of lo-fi yeah, humming on. A little on. lo-fi yeah, hum. Okay. Of course, it could be whatever you want, really. Sure. Uh, the casting time takes an action, but it is a ritual spell, and I would definitely could see this as a nice ritual spell for thematics. There needs to be more ritual spells in the game anyway. We always appreciate these. 100%. 120 feet in, far, in terms of the range. Mm-hmm. You can cast it from afar if you want. Sure. And up to a 100-foot cube. So 100 foot on every side. That's a good size. That's a giant size, yeah. but there's a reason for it as well. Duration is eight hours. Okay. This spell creates the perfect place for adventurers to relax or entertain guests, providing custom lighting and mood music to suit the theme. This is based on a friend of ours. We yes. used to have the best chill room with wonderful lights and music. Absolutely. Upon casting chill room, all existing ambient light sources are dimmed, external sounds are muted, and the internal temperature changes to match the caster's needs. Some options to customize chill room include the following, and DMs, feel free to add or subtract some other ones if you like. Sure. These are just the ones I come up with. Customize fairy fire in whatever colors you like throughout the area. Programmable. Yeah. Might circulate through random colors or do something fun, right? Yeah. Might be a deep purple color just running along the roof. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Could be, yeah, deep purple chill room. (laughs) Light control within the area of effect up to 50%. So 50% down, 50% up, whatever you like. Down. Down. Absolutely down. Soft down-tempo music plays or whatever's appropriate for your game and setting. Sure. I would say down-tempo chill music would definitely be down. There's, little little there's, sneaker pimps. Yeah, but I mean, there's down-tempo music in every setting. Like chamber music would be down-tempo music in the Renaissance. The minstrel version of sneaker pimps? Exactly. Yeah, that would be good too. (laughs) And then internal temperature control of up to 20 degrees at Fahrenheit, and I don't know what that is in Celsius. Additionally, anyone chilling in the room regains hit points at a rate equals to the caster's spellcasting ability modifier per hour. So an Evo spell that heals. Nice. Cure is an Evo spell. That's true. This spell does not create a physical barrier of any sort, and the lights will attract creatures. And they should, because it's a chill room. People want to chill in a chill room. Sure. Creatures which like to party or chill are particularly attracted to the spell and may force the PCs into unnecessary conversation. It's not even about it'll attract dangerous beasts. It's just going to attract something. People that like to party. So imagine you're in the woods... And you cast a spell, and everybody's chilling. They're healing a little bit, right? So it is yeah. a heal spell. Yeah. I mean, you know, your spellcasting modifier per hour in hit points isn't anything to shake a stick at. No. 
and some satyrs show up. Sure. Maybe some fey creatures. Dryad pops out of the wood, you know, wants to chill with you guys. You're all listening to some, you know, some down-tempo chill music. Yeah. The bard's just, just nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, could happen, right? Absolutely. Now, you can also cast this in a room if you want to be a little bit more private. And, you know, be faithful to the name. Sure. But anything could be a chill room. That's true. At higher levels, it does upgrade a little bit. So if you cast this using a fifth level spell slot or higher, you can increase the size of the chill room by 100 feet for each slot above fourth. This can get to be amphitheater size if you do the math. Sure. This also increases the chance that others will want to chill with you. So hear me (laughs) out. What you do, if you're perturbed with somebody... But you don't want to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. That uh, that king over there, he's annoying. It's not necessarily dangerous or bad, but he's irritating. Yeah. You just fly over there, reach your hand in one of the windows, cast chill room at the highest level you have available. And everybody just starts flocking to it. And everybody flocks to the castle. Yeah. I would also say this fits in really well with our necromancy spells that we did before. So Dead Man's Party is what I'm thinking of first off. Sure. And you cast that. So it wakes the dead. They start partying, having a good time. And you can selectively use chill room in specific areas. So maybe, you know, people are dancing, all that stuff. They want to chill. Yeah, they need to relax a little bit. Yeah, they go into a chill room area. Yeah. Right? Re- regain a little hit points, go back out and party. Grab a beer out of the ice chest. Absolutely, because you obviously have ice chest in there as well. I was the methods thinking, sitting there, oh, cool it down, man. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking uh, actually doing it on the rooftops. Oh, that would be great, yeah. So you don't have to lose track of the party, but you can still get out of it a little bit. And everybody can hear and see the lights. Mm-hmm. I like that too. So yeah, that's chill room. Now we've come up with, we don't normally do this. We usually sit in our own little rooms and come up with spells, but we, we've built a, a spell that is quite delightful which is next just tell us tell us a little bit about electric fence matt all right it's a fifth level evocation obviously lightning, lightning and force real lightning <laughs> it is verbal somatic and material mm-hmm. the material is one hollow glass tube containing a coil of copper wire mm, delightful casting time and so forth the casting time is one action the range is 120 feet and the area is a 20-foot by 20-foot square. Okay, so enough for an electric fence. Yes. And I guess, to clarify, that's just the outside of the 20-foot by 20-foot square. Yeah, it's not the whole area. It's really just like a fence. It's a wall. It's a wall. Except it's not a fence. How long does this thing last? The duration is one minute. All right. Talk to me about electric fence, Matt. All right. The description is as follows. This spell creates a 10-foot-tall chain-link fence composed entirely of force, which happens to also be electrified. Nice. Hence the name. Yeah. As it's a force effect, it is invisible unless individuals make contact or a DC-15 perception check is succeeded to be able to notice the fence. Because it's an invisible chain-link fence. Right. And you don't see the electricity flaring around until you actually touch it. Right. Makes sense. Just like you don't on a regular electric fence. That is true. The fence is 
technically scalable and does not provide cover against ranged attacks. Because it's chain link fence. Right. However, upon contact with the fence, individuals take 3d8 lightning damage, no save, and must make a con save or be paralyzed for the round. Because they're purposely making contact with the fence. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Individuals may make a save each round to remove the par- paralyzed effect. It is also advised not to urinate on the electric fence, <laughs> as both damage and paralysis may occur. Don't whiz on the electric fence. Cool. <laughs> This spell was created by Ulphagus the Invincible during the reign of Throthgar the Warbringer and the Seventeen Months' War. During the final battle, Ulphagus gallantly walked into the middle of the opposing army, cast Electric Fence, and yelled, Come at me, bro. Yeah. That's what you expect someone named Ulphagus. Sure. Yeah, I love that. This is a good spell, right? It's fun. This is definitely a spell. You're in the middle of a dungeon. And, you know, this is going to get ugly. You're surrounded by both sides. You cast chain link fence. That way, everybody kind of bunches up in a 20-foot square. And, yeah, come at me, right? They're going to run at you, get fried. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of them might climb. If they're foolish. If they're foolish or immune to electricity. Yeah. I think the way I would do it is probably if I came to a a four-way stop, Mm -hmm. just like Grab some bells and stuff, right? Just make as much noise as possible until you see things starting to come from every come direction. Come and get it. Exactly. And just dinner. Bing, yeah. Bing. This is great. This would be a great trap against a dragon or anything, really. It's true. All force effects are great. Because, you know, you could, if you're in a limited tunnel or something like that, you don't have to be inside the electric fence. Nope. You could be on the other side. Then they have to get through the electric fence, and through the other electric fence. Or you trap them in the electric fence. Which is also delightful. And then just pummel them with range damage. Yeah, yeah, because you can definitely attack through it. Your your next spell is named Noise Ordinance. And this is the penultimate, I guess. Because mm-hmm. yours is the ultimate, certainly. This is a six-level spell, but it is upgradable to ninth, and this is definitely, this is a nasty spell, and ridiculous, and I love it. Tell us about it, man. And noise ordinance. It is definitely one for the bards. Evocation, thunder, fire, acid, force. Okay. Six-level spell. Mm-hmm. Verbal, somatic, and material. One master-crafted guitar, 100 gold pieces. Mm-hmm. A 10-gold-piece guitar picked carved from jade. And wax earplugs. Okay. <laughs> it is one action to cast self and 120 spheres centered on self. Okay. So it's big. Oh, yeah. Duration, concentration up to a minute. Okay. The description is as follows and definitely peppered in with all kinds of references. <laughs> Stars appear in your eyes as you brandish your one guitar slung way down low. And an enormous sonic amplifier composed of pure force appear to the left and the right of you. Okay. Upon striking a gnarly chord, the spell damages all hostiles within the area to the effect of 68 thunder damage, save for half, per round. Okay. That's pretty serious. You're, well, you're rocking a jam out, yeah. right? The caster does not have to be aware that the, ta- the targets are hostile, by the way. That's nice. So you could have some invisible foes sneaking up on you. Yeah. But, you know, you break your guitar out, start jamming. And it's just 
thunder damaging everybody within range that is hostile to you. That makes that makes sense, right? Either they're with the music or they're not. Yes. Now, here comes the fun part. This also damages any structures within the area with the exception of amphitheaters. Sure, because they're designed for it. That's right. And the structures don't get a save because it's thunder damage. So you, can, sure. you, you want to bring the house down? You could bring the house down with this spell. Nice. I would suggest you not be in the house when you bring it down. Or, you know. Resilient sphere and then cast it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's Of course, that's not going to help you as soon as the resilient sphere drops. The buildings are still going to crush you. Eh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. Burrow. Just, yeah. Or teleport. Crafted by the hero Boxjuke, who is a foreign bard from realms unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's filled full of references, right? <laughs> I know. You now, said it was coming. It gets even nastier at higher levels. Okay. When you cast a spell using a seventh level slot, pyrotechnics appear, which deal an additional 1d8 fire damage per round. Okay. If you cast it using an eighth level spell slot, in addition to the fire and the sonic, smoke from the pyrotechnic steals an additional 1d8 acid damage per round. So think acid cloud now. Sure. If you cast this as a ninth level spell, mm-hmm. a mosh pit of spectral dancers appears, complete with wallet chains, and deals an additional 1d8 force damage each round to everyone, friend or foe, within the area, including you. It's going to be tough to maintain your concentration. Hey, man, you can't control a mosh, good mosh pit, all right? Oh, I know. Yeah. I get it. That's what it's like being in the pit, guys. Just got to take that damage. I mean, look, if you're going to use a nice little spell and you really want to bring the house down, you'll take a D8 per round while everyone else is taking everything else. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. It's just you have to make the concentration check at DC 10 regardless every round. Yeah, because you, you imagine a bar just jamming. He's getting slugged in the face. By a mosher, a spectral mosher. He just keeps jamming. Yeah, he just keeps yeah. jamming, right? It'd be perfect. It's like that some days. What a, yeah, what a thematic spell. So that's my favorite spell so far of tonight. You've got a favorite spell this evening, and this is a bastardly spell if there ever was one. Ninth level spell as well in our final for this evening. Indeed. Tell me of display of power. It's ninth level Evo. Mm-hmm. It is fire, ice, acid, and lightning. So what are the material components of display of power? A limb struck by lightning. A limb as in like a lemon or a limb? Like, limb. A, like, a, like an arm? Uh, sure, if you've got one of those handy, but also a stick, a okay. piece of wood. Gotcha. I would let you use an arm, though. Absolutely. That's sure, fair. why not? Yeah, I mean, it's display of power. If I'm waving an arm around as a spell component, I mean... I'm obviously serious because yep, yep. <laughs> I've been carrying this limb in my backpack for a long time. I have ceased joking around at this point. <laughs> Kid gloves are off now. And a vial of liquid spite, whatever that might be. Condensed spite? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's 100 gold pieces is just liquid spite. I love that too. Excellent. The casting time is one action. Or you can cast it ritually for I can 10 minutes. see this as a ritual spell. The range is one mile. Mm. And the area of effect is a hundred foot diameter sphere. Very big. Yes. The duration is concentration up to an hour. Okay. What are we talking about here in terms of power? Display of power. 
A roiling sphere of warring energies appears in the target area. All creatures, objects, and structures take one point each of acid, fire, cold, and lightning damage per round. The sphere can be moved up to 50 feet per round in any direction as long as line of sight is maintained on some portion of the sphere. So what we're saying is is four points of damage per round in a 100-foot radius. Yeah. And you can move it 50 feet around. Yeah. Doesn't seem like much, right? No. Four points of damage for a ninth-level spell, but for an hour. Yes. Because you're talking 40 points of damage a minute. Mm-hmm. And then times 60 minutes in an hour. Mm-hmm. People are doing math in their head now, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a lot of 2,400 points of damage, right? It is, in fact, 2,400 points of damage. Yeah, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of damage. That could bring pretty much anything down. Yes. Or anyone, if yes. you sit there long enough. Now, obviously, people would probably move out of the range. One would hope. But if they can't move faster than 50 feet. Or if they don't have enough hit points to soak a couple of rounds. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> what's, the, what's the lore behind this spell? This spell is a stark reminder that everyone comes from somewhere. Two petty nobles were engaged in a border dispute, paying no heed to the collateral damage they caused to the small farms and villages along the border. Eventually, word reached the royal archmage that his hometown had been razed and that many of the people he grew up with were now either dead or homeless refugees. So he's pissed. So with leave from his liege, he teleported to the first noble's keep and bid them evacuate the home of every living thing and proceeded to render the entire castle to rubble. Nice. His only explanation being, be careful whose home you destroy with your lust for power, then promptly teleported away to repeat the process with the other noble. <laughs> That's great. So he just basically made this whole spell to vaporize other people's homes because he got his town raised. But I bet they don't make the mistake. Hey man, again. if you're walking in with a limb and a bottle of liquid spite, you've gonna you're gonna do some damage. That's what I'm saying. I feel like if I were casting the spell, I would as part of the spell, I think you have to drink the liquid spite. Yeah. I don't think you pour it out or yeah, you gotta have that, I think you drink it. Gotta have that bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. You gotta really be feeling it to cast this. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So there you have it. Eight delightful evocation spells for your TTRBG of choice, probably D and D, but we're not judging here. For you to use in your game. Feel free. Have fun with these. I certainly had a lot of fun making them. Matt, I believe you did as well. Indeed. Yeah. I love making spells. I love making spells too. Any questions or comments, write to us. Info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com or... Me, matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all the things. Matt, we're all the things we're on. Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. As Goblins Corner. Woo. And Instagram. As the Goblins Corner. Did you like this program? We hope so. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube and Twitch. If you could do us a favor and click five stars and give us a review on iTunes and Podchaser. And for YouTube, if you could give us a like, a subscribe, maybe comment. Yeah, talk to us. Yeah. It boosts the show, 
and it feeds the hungry algorithm. Hungry algorithm is currently rolling up with a limb in its back pocket and a bottle <laughs> of liquid spikes right. popping the cap. <laughs> That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name's Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night, folks. Where the Goblin's Corner is by Matt Staples. And Eric Holden. Show song by the mighty D20. This has been a subterranean production. Coming soon.